used to have a major hang-up about not starting our school day until everything was tidy. Everything that I could see from the schoolroom especially. And about three or four years into homeschooling, I realized that corralling three little kids, tidying things up and getting started at a time that meant we could get done before we had to to get out the door in the afternoon, well, it wasn't going to (laughs) happen. And it wasn't until I let go of that expectation and just started doing school, even if the house was messy, that I began turning things around in my homeschool. Hi, I'm Pam Barnhill, and I have helped thousands of homeschoolers create doable systems, beat burnout, and bring more joy to their homeschool days. Welcome to episode 55 of the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast. Okay, I am not going to tell you that you have to let your house fall into chaos to be able to homeschool well. I don't think that's the case at all. In fact, those years of untidiness are behind us now. Uh, My teens sleep in and I have plenty of time to get my little morning tidy routine done before my day begins. And actually, it's so nice with teens. You know, I don't have Legos spread all over the floor anymore. I just have to walk around the room and pick up a few glasses. Uh, But for a number of years, I really had to prioritize starting the school day well over getting chores done first. And that's one of the things we're going to be talking about today. And never fear, I have some sneaky tips that you can use for stealth tidying while you do school. But first, this is part two of our series about some of the ways you might be sabotaging your homeschool. The thing is, the more consistent you are in your homeschooling, the easier it gets. Your kids respond to consistency because they know what's going to be happening each day. Your whole family gets into a routine and things just begin to flow smoother. Consistency is difficult, though. It's one of the hardest things you're going to do in your homeschool. And honestly, you are probably doing some things that might be sabotaging your efforts to be consistent. That's what last week's podcast, today's and next week's is all about. Discovering those places where we're hurting ourselves and seeing if we can make some adjustments to increase the ease in which we homeschool. Now, if you didn't listen to last week's episode on perfectionism, be sure to go back and do that. It was episode number 54 in your podcast app. Today's episode is about something we fail to do that often hurts our homeschool. Since we're home and we really have no one to answer to in the day-to-day, it's easy for us to begin letting things creep into the edges of our school day. So a dentist appointment here, a Bible study there, maybe a pantry that really needs to be reorganized, or some wonderful volunteer opportunity. Then we sit down to do a math or a reading lesson with the seven-year-old and realize that he seems to have lost all the knowledge from the last lesson. And when we count up the days, well, no wonder. It's been two weeks since we last did math. I want to stop and caveat this whole conversation with the understanding that every family is different. There are some of you listening out there who are thinking, well, Pam, The life we are doing, that is the education I want for my kids. The volunteer activities, the Bible study, the classes at the museum, those are so much better than sitting and doing book work. And you know what? Good for you. I am glad you feel that way. And your point should be considered by everyone. We shouldn't get so tied to the book work that we don't see the educational opportunities in life. But let me tell you what else I know. 
I also know that there are moms out there who love the opportunities that life affords. They like to take advantage of them, but they still beat themselves up over the lack of consistent bookwork. That kind of reframing of what education looks like and can be takes years for most people to work through. So if you're the mom who's beating yourself up, you're probably looking for some balance between the school of life and math instruction for your third grader. You're on your own journey, and we're here to support you in that. Also, being a mom of a kid who didn't magically learn to read organically, I can tell you that some kids just need consistent, direct instruction. We hear all of those stories who, you know, of the kids who just learn to read magically, and it doesn't happen for everyone. So let's agree that there is a need for some moms and some kids to have this kind of consistency with bookwork. Simply saying, oh, don't worry, they learn so much from life, doesn't make everyone feel better. So what can we do when we find the busyness creeping in and we feel like we're failing at this homeschool thing? Well, the mindset shift that needs to happen is something I call honoring your school day. And what this means is simply sitting and looking at a calendar and blocking off the time that you intend to do school. If your kids are young, this may be just an hour a day. If they're older, you may have three or four hours blocked off. Now, notice that I'm not talking about a strict schedule that says 9 to 9.30 math, though there are some people who actually thrive with that kind of scheduling. Instead, this is simply indicating the time that school is the priority. And then during the time you have blocked off to do school, do two things. Number one, let nothing else outside of a true emergency encroach on that time. And number two, don't try to multitask during these hours, but instead be completely available to your kids and their schoolwork. Doing this one thing can change the atmosphere of your homeschool forever. Yes, it may mean that your house doesn't stay as tidy as you want it to. Yes, it may mean that you miss out on doing some opportunities that are very good indeed. But it also means that the skills that need regular practice are getting covered on a regular basis. Your kids will have an easier and faster time learning those skills because of that consistent practice. And you are going to feel more confident that you are doing what you need to do to make your homeschool successful. And I tell you what, that is the best feeling when you know that you are being faithful to the work and you have done your part. Okay, before I go, I promised you a mini tip about chores that might not be getting done. So what about the laundry that needs to be swapped or the dishwasher that needs to be unloaded when you're supposed to be honoring your school day and not multitasking? Well, when my kids reach those middle elementary ages, so somewhere about Some of these things about age six and up, usually that's about a good place to start, maybe age seven or eight. I started sending them to do those little chores whenever they were at a stopping point in their school day. So let's say I would be working with one kid on math and I would have another kid who's sitting over here, usually being a distraction because they need my help. So, you know, what are you doing? Oh, I can't do anything until you can help me, mom. So I would take that time to send them to the laundry room to move the clothes or ask them to go put the silverware away or to pick up all the toys in the living room. 
And when you do this, you have to frame it as a positive, okay? Go pick up all the Legos, and by the time you get back, it'll be your turn. So they were usually fairly happy to scurry off. Kids hate sitting and waiting and being impatient. They would much rather have something to do. So if you give them something kind of short to do, they were happy to scurry off and do the thing instead of just having to sit and wait. And when they returned, I gave them many, many thank yous and much appreciation for what they had done. And it was usually their turn to get my attention. So that was a great little tip that I used. Now, they're not nearly as good at it now that they're teenagers, but they're way more independent. So it's not something (laughs) we need as much anymore. Actually, they're just as good at it. The, The attitudes just aren't quite as cheerful about the whole thing. But take advantage of those middle elementary years while you've got them. I promise you, making a small shift of honoring your school day and making school the priority for just a few hours a day can make a huge difference in your homeschool. Starting January 31st, we will be journeying together in our Elevate Your Homeschool coaching program to make the mindset shifts needed to fix your consistency problems for good. We have a whole arsenal of tools that you can use that will help you honor your school day, and you'll get the coaching and accountability you need to be consistent, get your kids on board, and bring ease to your homeschool days. We have live coaching weekly for six weeks, daily accountability text, weekly check-in, a private podcast feed so you can listen on the go and a proven solution to your consistency issue. We have helped over a thousand moms with their homeschool consistency. Find out more at pambarnhill.com slash elevate today. Now, I will be back again next week to talk about the third thing you might be doing that's sabotaging your homeschool consistency. I hope you join me. Until then, keep on homeschooling. <laughs>